Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. Bonjour, mon ami. Thank you for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, here we go. I'm in Vermont. It's a rainy, drizzly morning. Nonetheless, the birds are singing, and so am I. Yes, yes, life is interesting. So, let us join together. Let's start with a prayer and a blessing. I place my hand on my heart, and I am truly grateful, truly thankful to open to that higher Holy Spirit self. So grateful and thankful that we are choosing to remember God together. So grateful to open ourselves to the perfect love, the perfect light, the wisdom and the clarity that is ours now and forever. We open ourselves to clear and precious insight. We open ourselves to the remembrance of our true identity, and we are cultivating that willingness to see our brothers and sisters as they truly are, letting go of all projections and perceptions. We share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our awakening with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen. So, this week we're looking in chapter 12 of the text. Section 2 is entitled, The Way to Remember God. So we're going to look at this. And as I was praying, I got a little tap from Spirit to also just share a little bit about awakening and ascension, and these terms that uh, have become very familiar to some, less familiar to others, and what do I mean by them? So, to me, awakening and ascension are the same, uh, though they could potentially be different. So, we can think of Jesus who, when he was walking on the earth, he was already very awake, obviously. He really was an awakened being walking the earth, meaning that he could see beyond time and space. He could see causality. And still he was on a spiritual journey of awakening and ascension. And he went through that crucifixion experience to demonstrate that he was not a body and that he could transcend that and that as he said to us even more shall we do so this was his message to us and so awakening is being able to see causality beyond time and space and to see to know to feel that we're not a body 
And to me, ascension is ascending in our awareness, rising up in our awareness, so that we can see beyond time and space. Now, in in Jesus' journey, as was well documented, his body seemed to die on the uh, cross, right? Remember, we have the Roman soldier who ran him through to finish him off and to make sure he was dead. And then they put him in the tomb, and then he rolled away the tomb. He was restored. He went through transfiguration in the tomb, uh, and his body was completely healed, renewed, and restored. And then he walked around with his apostles for a few days, and then he made his getaway which we could also call the ascension. So uh, he ascended and left this human experience only in that physical form because obviously he's never left us for a second and he lets us know that in the course. Um, For me personally, I am not interested in departing this world uh, I you know how people say I serve at the pleasure of the president I serve at the pleasure of the Lord of our creator I uh, I really I'm happy to stay here I'm happy to go whatever serves however I can serve in the highest and best uh, I love humanity and I would like to be in this journey to support myself and others so I feel that even if I did completely awaken and ascend which I hope to do I'd still like to be here and be helpful I really would Uh, and it's an intense place I know that and I find ways to work with it And it becomes a whole lot less intense if we don't judge it. So the way to remember God is to be willing. That's the number one thing. I'm going to start later in this section here, not at the beginning. Uh, Because I I like this uh, part here. And uh, it, I'm going to start with paragraph 7, where Jesus says, A little while, and you will see me, for I am not hidden, because you are hiding. So he's saying, we're hiding. We're hiding from God. We're hiding from him. We hide, right? This is part of, it's part of the ego identification that... We feel guilty and ashamed for hiding, so we hide even more. He says, and I love this, it's so beautiful. Listen, he says, I will awaken you as surely as I awakened myself, for I awoke for you. In my resurrection is your release. Our mission is to escape from crucifixion, not from redemption. Trust in my help, 
for I did not walk alone, and I will walk with you as our Father walked with me. Do you not know that I walked with him in peace? And does not that mean that peace goes with us on the journey? So let's be with that a moment. Let's really be with that. He is saying, I will awaken you as surely as I awakened myself. So we know that he did that. He awakened himself. He was intent on it. And he experienced that awakening. And that we feel certain of. And as surely as that occurred, he is saying, I will awaken you. So can you see how we go back again to having the willingness? That's all that's required. He can't make us awaken. We have to say, this is my choice. That's what this world is about. It's about exercising our free will to the point where we realize, all I want to do is God's will. That's all I'm interested in. Yes, 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 yes. So he says, For I awake for you. I awoke for you. So he awoke for us. He went on that journey in order to be able to demonstrate, to teach, and to clearly make it known that he is helping us in this experience. He says, in my resurrection is your release. So in that transfiguration, the resurrection in the tomb is our release. I am not a body, right? That's what happened in that tomb, his his transfiguration, his resurrection, his his living declaration, I am not a body. So then he says, our mission, so yours, mine, his, our mission is to escape from crucifixion, not from redemption. So who's doing the crucifixion now? Well, we are, of course. (laughs) I've done episodes of the podcast on crucifixion, and that is a topic that is rich. And I encourage you to go search in the archives for that. Remember, if you're on an iTunes device, two podcasts, one called A Course in Miracles Archive. If you're on a Stitcher device, you don't have that issue. Uh, He says, trust in my help, for I did not walk alone, and I will walk with you as our Father walked with me. Do you not know that I walked with him in peace? So even think of it. Even Jesus' physical life, his last human incarnation, was... Not an easy life, right? He was hunted, he was ridiculed, he was betrayed, 
He was crucified. He was tested every day. Tested people. They needed to test him. His followers needed to test him. The um, religious leaders needed to test him. The political leaders needed to test him. Everybody was testing him, testing him, testing him all the time. Are you real? Are you real? Are you for real? Is this all BS? So constant. He, he, he left his family and friends and traveled for years. He had many difficult times. And he confronted his ego attachments, right? Satan, the crazy thinking. And so that occurred for him. That was a constant process for him. And yet, he says, do you not know that I walked with God in peace? Okay. All right. So despite the appearances, despite what might have driven us insane, he walked with God in peace because he had a knowing and a certainty. And he's going to help us find that too. He says, and does not that mean that peace goes with us on the journey? Then he says, there is no fear in perfect love. There is no fear in perfect love. Like there's no crying in baseball. There's no fear in perfect love. So perfect love is what we are. So the fear isn't real, right? False evidence appearing real, not real, appearing real. We will but be making perfect to you what is already perfect in you. So the perfection is already within us. With his help, we're going to make it perfect in our mind, in our vision of it. He says, you do not fear the unknown, but the known. You will not fail in your mission because I did not fail in mine. Isn't that comforting? You will not fail in your mission. To remember God. We will not fail. We cannot fail. That's the thing about God. God has no failure. Only ego identified experience is filled with failure. If we are willing to put our trust and faith in God, there will be no failure. Give me but a little trust In the name of the complete trust I have in you, and we will easily accomplish the goal of perfection together. For perfection is and cannot be denied. To deny the denial of perfection is not so difficult as to deny truth. And what we can accomplish together will be believed when you see it as accomplished. Okay, so this could seem a little cryptic here. So our perfection is and cannot be denied. 
It cannot be denied, and yet we do deny our perfection, don't we? Because we've made up all these stories about how we're less than perfect, and we really are attached to them. We really believe them. So, to deny the denial of perfection, so to deny that we have denied our perfection is not as difficult as to deny truth. So it's much harder to deny the truth. And what we can accomplish together will be believed when you see it as accomplished. So I say let's get about our Father's business and start accomplishing things in spirit. He says, you have try- who have tried to banish love have not succeeded. But you who choose to banish fear must succeed. The Lord is with you, but you know it not. Yet your Redeemer liveth and abideth in you, in the peace out of which he was created. So our Redeemer, the Holy Spirit, liveth and abideth in us, in the peace out of which the Holy Spirit was created. Would you not exchange this awareness for the awareness of fear? So we're aware of our fear, thoughts, and feelings. Wouldn't we rather be aware of the Holy Spirit within us instead of the fear? We get to choose. It seems like we don't. But that is a trick of the mind. So next time you feel afraid, say, not buying it. Holy Spirit lives here. Not buying it. Not buying it. No. And watch your relationship to the fear. So, I don't know, last weekend? No, the weekend before. I was in a um, teaching with my teacher here in Vermont. And we were in meditation. And in the meditation, I started to, these thoughts started to bubble up to the surface of my mind. And they were thoughts like, I should be doing things differently. Um, I'm not good enough old kind of thoughts that I I really don't think anymore. And I noticed my energy shift. I started to tense up. My breathing was changing as these thoughts <clears throat> were arising. And I thought, as I often do when there are situations like this, in my dialogue with my higher Holy Spirit self, I say things like, what's this about? Not thinking that I know. I'm in a world of discovery, right? I'm a learner. I'm a happy learner. What's this about? So not attaching to the thoughts, oh, what if that's true? Oh, that is true. Not making a case for or against any of it. Just What is this about? What is this experience about? And I tell you this because this is one of the most helpful tools to me. Oh, 
what is, what is happening now? What is what are these thoughts about? What what's this? What's going on now? Uh, it it helps. Think of it as a a, a kind of um, angry intruder on your porch, right? Starting to go, hey. <laughs> And uh, be demonstrative. You could go out there and start yelling, right? And exacerbating the situation. You could totally ignore it. But you could also see if you could diffuse it by opening the door and saying, Hey, hey, how you doing? What's, what's going on out here? And just take a moment with it. And so I said, Oh, what's happening now? And my higher Holy Spirit self said, oh, it's just detox, just detox. Think of it like this. This is what I'm getting right now. Think of it as spiritual farts. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that makes sense. It's, it's Remember how I said it was bubbling up? That's how it feels to me sometimes in meditation, right? That these thoughts are bubbling up to the surface, like gas, if you're letting go of gas in a bathtub or in a lake or a pool, it bubbles up to the surface, right? Bubbles up to the surface to be released. And then it's gone. Just a memory. And who sits around thinking about farts in a bathtub from 10 years ago? Not me. <laughs> Not me at all. So... Let it arise. Don't attach to it. Don't make it into something. Do not put your awareness on it in such a way that you're agreeing or even disagreeing with it. So these thoughts were bubbling up to the surface. Old patterns and beliefs of my inadequacy or my wrongness. And they weren't super strong. I had no attachment to them. And I I said, oh, okay, it's a detox. All right, good. Let it go. Let it go. I'm so completely not interested in those thoughts at all anymore. Not at all. So grateful to let them go. <sighs> Taking that breath on, that one. Mm-hmm. So... Let us no longer deny our perfection. If we are telling ourselves we're bad, we're wrong, we're stupid, we're inept, all of this all day long, we're in denial of our perfection. Sometimes I've been shocked that spiritual teachers, uh, being one-on-one with them, just in a conversation, talking about whatever, and uh, nothing you know special, and then hearing them say, oh, I'm so stupid, I just realized I forgot this or I forgot that. And I'm like, what? I'm so stupid. And it's not my place to um, correct anybody or say anything, but if you find yourself saying those kinds of things, I'm an idiot, how could I have been so stupid? These kinds of things. Right there. Train yourself to hand it over to the Holy Spirit. Because those thoughts are a denial of our perfection. 
And let's instead just say with Jesus, we will be making perfect in our awareness that we are perfect. Maybe that's not the best way to say it, but (laughs) Jesus, thank you for walking with me and helping me to remember my perfection. Surely I wish to remember my perfection and the perfection of all my brothers and sisters and to completely forget any idea of imperfection. And and as it says here, uh, you will not fail in your mission because I did not fail in mine. Give me but a little trust in the name of the complete trust I have in you and we will easily accomplish the goal of perfection together for perfection is and cannot be denied yeah for you who have tried to banish love have not succeeded but you who choose to banish fear must succeed the Lord is with you but you know it not Let your Redeemer liveth and abideth in you, in the peace out of which he was created. Would you not exchange this awareness for the awareness of fear? Yes, Jesus, I'm exchanging the awareness of fear for the awareness of truth and that the Holy Spirit is with me. It's time for me to take a break. And just before I go, I would like to remind you that you can sign up for the text messages, acimtexts.com, acimtexts.com. We send one or two text messages a day. You can decide what you like. It's a great way to set up a recurring donation to support this radio broadcast. All right. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. A couple of things occurred to me during the break, and uh, one of them is a little housekeeping. For those of you who like to sign up for things with your phone, you can sign up for the inspirational text messages uh, by texting to the number 53557, the word miracles. So to the number 53557, you text the word miracles, and then you can easily sign up for the text messages from your phone right there, uh, answering the prompts. And of course, you can also sign up at acimtexts.com. One more bit of housekeeping. There are so many resources for you at jenniferhadley.com and livingacourseinmiracles.com. All of it is sponsored by the Power of Love Ministry, including our Sunday services. 
We just had Frances Zhu last week. She was awesome, very inspiring. We've had Lisa Natoli and John Mundy and Maureen Muldoon and, uh, gosh, many others. We're going to have Tama Keeves and we've had Corinne Zepko. We had Freedom Cartwright and uh, we've got a whole bunch more people coming up. So we're doing it every Sunday now. It's very healing and nourishing and inspirational. And if you can't join us on Sundays live on Zoom, hey, just watch the replay. So to sign up for that, very simple, go to jenniferhadley.com. You'll see the sign up there on the homepage, and you'll also see it there uh, on the events page. I don't know how to tell you to find it at livingacourseofmiracles.com right now. And um, also, this podcast has a fan page at A Course in Miracles. And we broadcast that Sunday service on Facebook Live at the A Course in Miracles podcast fan page at Facebook. So, But if you want to join us live on Zoom and participate in the service, join in the chat, which is fun, and uh, do the breakouts, which is even more fun, do all of that, then you do have to register one time for Sundays with Service, Sundays with Spirit. All righty, that's done. So the second thing that came through during the break is to be kind to yourself, to be kind to yourself. And uh, I'm going to share with you something that's a bit off track from A Course in Miracles, but you may find it valuable and interesting. So uh, my spiritual teacher is a Native American elder, a Cherokee chief, and uh, she founded the Sunray Meditation Society. You can learn more about them at sunray.org. And by the way, if you're interested in the teachings of Native American elders, you can go to sunray.org. They are doing a whole thing. We do it every year. I've been attending since 2006. This year, for the first time, we're doing it online because of the virus. And you can join for $11. All the programs for two days, $11. Sunray.org, Native American Elders Gathering. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll post it on my Facebook um, profile and stuff like that too. Uh, but uh, so she is also a Buddhist, my teacher, Venerable Dahani Iwahu. I think she's the one of the only people I've ever had on the podcast who wasn't a Course in Miracles student, but her mind is so vast, it incorporates everything. And um, as a Buddhist, she is uh, in the Tibetan Buddhist teachings, and she is uh, the... Uh, in the school of uh, Guru Padma Sambhava and uh, Yeshi Soigil and the people who teach Rainbow Body, which are secret teachings. But going back to the beginning of this episode, when I was talking about awakening and ascension, there is this Tibetan teaching, it is secret teachings you have to 
um, go through a process to be able to get the teachings of rainbow body. Uh, people attain rainbow body and, uh, it's when they attain enlightenment, awakening, transfiguration, but they, they, depart the body and oftentimes interesting things happen sometimes they just kind of disappear and their teeth are left uh, or certain things like that Uh, some people they get smaller and smaller and shrink and after they pass away their body their physical body actually shrinks in a just a extraordinary way Um, interesting things happen. The skies burst full of rainbows and in Tibet, they have, um, many, many thousands, uh, more than 150,000. I don't even know how many documented cases of people attaining rainbow body. And sometimes thousands of people or hundreds of people have actually watched the person attain rainbow body right in front of them. So eyewitnesses, hundreds and thousands of eyewitnesses. Some amazing things that happen in this world that we may not be aware of. Um, Part of why I bring this up is because I... I, I've been thinking a lot about there is no death with all these this fear of the virus and death, right? And I really have become clear there is no death. There's transformation to different vibrations, different dimensions, different experiences. Yes, there's the wheel of karma. Yes, there's reincarnation. And yes, there's also, uh, I, I certainly know and believe that uh, ascended masters like Jesus and Mother Mary and Buddha and Saint Germain and Guru Padma Sambhava and, and uh, Yeshi Soigil and all these brilliant, beautiful teachers appear and disappear in our world. And uh, they are always among us and that we can call to them and they will support us. But there's only one thing to support us in and that is what Jesus is talking about in this section of uh, the way to remember God. It's This is the one thing for us to put our full attention and focus on. So, What came to me in the break is simply, let's focus on being kind and realize that we have always got that choice. We don't have to become irritated. We don't have to become frustrated. This has been my my spiritual journey for 40 years now because I remember so clearly Uh, Well, I guess I was about 30 years old, and I'm trying to remember now what was going on specifically, but my boyfriend had gone away, and I was meeting him at his apartment, and I remember walking up the stairs with him, and... There was something in our conversation. He had been away and he came back. And uh, I was going to stay with him at his apartment for a few days. This is in Manhattan. And 
something happened between us that would have normally really bothered me. And I remember I was really intent on practicing maintaining equanimity, right? And this is before I found my teacher, Venerable Dahani Oahu, uh, and sunray.org and this whole group that I come to Vermont every year to be with. Uh, if you've been listening for a long time, you know that. And um, so I was really practicing equanimity and cultivating the ability to stay peaceful no matter what. This was a high priority for me. And I was discovering that I had this ability, that this was a skill I could develop, that I didn't have to go ballistic just because something happened that I didn't like, that there were other ways to handle it, that I could remain peaceful no matter what. So I was experimenting with my consciousness and with my mental body and my emotional body and learning how to have dominion and not the ego, right? So I was a new spiritual student. I was practicing these things and I was just about 30 years old, I think, when, when this was happening. And, um, cause that's how old I was when he and I first started dating, maybe 31. Anyway, <laughs> And so we were going up the stairs, I remember, and something happened that normally would have bothered me. And um, he was telling me about it. And I said, well, it's not what I would prefer, but I understand. And he said, oh, wow, I thought you'd go ballistic. And I said, yeah, no, I don't have to go ballistic over that. I, I, I can just say it's not what I prefer. It's not what I like. And he kind of took a breath and looked at me as we were going in the apartment. And he said, I feel like we've just t- turned a corner in our relationship. And I I knew I was turning a corner in my life. So this is how it's related to Rainbow Body. Um. I don't know a huge amount about the rainbow body teachings because I don't feel called to uh, to study that. I feel really satisfied and fulfilled and called with the A Course in Miracles teachings of Jesus. And uh, truth is truth. It's all about liberation from the falsehoods that we believe because we made them. It's all about that. It's all about exactly what we're talking about here, which is the remembrance of God, the returning to love. And so in the Rainbow Body teachings, uh, my understanding is that one of the requirements to attain Rainbow Body is you have to have had this equanimity, this this peace, this loving kindness in your heart uh, completely for uh, so many years, more than a decade, 13 years, whatever it is. And um, 
so I've been contemplating this lately and uh, spending more time with my teacher here in Vermont. It's been so nice. I can't believe I rented this house. I committed to a one-year lease, and they sold the house, and I have to leave in a few weeks. (laughs) Man, oh, man, can't catch a break. But that spirit is sending me onward. And there is not one house for rent at any price in this sacred valley. Not one house. Nothing, nothing, nada. There are houses for sale, but nothing to rent. So anyway, I uh, so I've been contemplating this and really thinking, you know, there's no reason why I can't be 100% kind and loving every day for the rest of my life. There's no reason why I can't do that. I have the skill and the ability to do that. I just have to decide I'm doing it. So that's where I am. I'm in that uh, place of decision. And uh, a decision like that, a commitment like that, I don't make it lightly. And it's, again, it's not that I'm interested in attaining rainbow body because I'm, I'm not per se. I, I, I'm not interested in departing this world. What I would rather do is transfiguration, which is the full restoration and renewal, resurrection of the body, temple, if you will, and stay here for hundreds and hundreds of years while humanity goes through this great awakening. And I, you know, I've worked so hard to expand my awareness, to have clarity and skill to be able to share with others and support them. And yeah, this this world is filled with things that are horrific, you know, just raping of babies and killing of children, and and uh, God knows how much stuff is just absolutely horrific. And still, I love humanity. I love humanity, and uh, for me, the greatest thing in the whole world is to help someone who does not recognize their perfection, their beauty, their magnificence, their divinity, and to see it in them, for them, and hold it with them until they can see it for themselves. And then they can do that for someone else. That, to me, is the creme de la creme. There's nothing I enjoy more than that. Nothing. There's no beautiful day. There's no wonderful swim in a waterfall. There's no... I mean, those things are delightful, for sure. The the sensual pleasures of life are just fantastic and delightful. But nothing is as fulfilling to me as supporting someone who does not see the light of their soul and then finds it. And then they turn around and they reach back to the one still in darkness and they say, come, come, hold my hand, we'll go together. And so that to me is what my life is for. It's this chain of people holding hands saying, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you, we're going to do this together. 
I know it seems crazy and scary, but we'll we'll do it together. We'll figure it out. God's going to lead us, guide us, and direct us. It's going to be cool. We can do this. I love that. I love it so much. It's my calling. It's my calling. It's a wonderful thing to find your calling. And people are so beautiful. Even people who seem to be hideous in the choices that they make, in their personalities and temperaments, they're still so beautiful. Oh my God. Just nothing in the world is ever as beautiful as even the most wretched person. Yeah. Just want to sit and meditate on that. All right, so that was my, the thing that came to me during the break is to, I'm inviting you to join me in this kindness crusade. It's just, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to tell everybody about it. Let's just be it. Let's just be it. Let's just emanate it. Waves of rainbow light beaming off of us. And what you notice, as I notice every day, I have a choice to be annoyed by that. I have a choice. I call it in my Finding Freedom class. I teach a lot about this, and I call it getting in the gap between the opportunity arises and the decision is made. There's a gap there, and that's the choice point, right? This is what uh, Jesus is telling us. Go the other way. Choose again. The choice point. Choice point is always there in terms of how we hold things in our heart. We can have held something in our heart for 50 years with anger and resentment, and we can turn to compassion in an instant. Hmm. So, the text, chapter 12, section 2, The Way to Remember God. Paragraph 9. You who have tried to banish love have not succeeded. But you who choose to banish fear must succeed. The Lord is with you, but you know it not. Let your Redeemer, capital R, Holy Spirit, liveth. Let your Redeemer liveth and abideth in you, in the peace out of which he was created. Would you not exchange this awareness for the awareness of fear? So let's put our attention, our awareness on that higher Holy Spirit self rather than fear. Change the channel. He says, when we have overcome fear, not by hiding it, not by minimizing it, and not by denying its full import in any way, this is what you will really see. You will see that the Holy Spirit lives within us. You cannot lay aside the obstacles to real vision without looking upon them. For to lay aside means to judge against. If you will look, the Holy Spirit will judge. And he will judge truly. Yet he cannot shine away what you keep hidden 
for you have not offered it to him, and he cannot take it from you. This, to me, is one of the most valuable teachings that we have access to in the Course. That the Holy Spirit can take from our mind what we offer to him with true willingness. So what we're cultivating here, and this is something that I talk about in Finding Freedom, in my year-long Masterful Living course, getting to the tipping point where you're 51% more focused on love and kindness than on fear, worry, anxiety, doubt, depression, shame, blame, and all the other things that interrupt us from living a life of love, right? So he is saying... Because, you know, here's one of the things that happens is sometimes we look at something that frightens us. Like, I can't pay my bills. We look at that and we see the bills. And the more we look at it, the more we make it real. The more we make it big and strong and powerful. And it blows our house down, right? But it only blows our house down because our house is made of straw. If we build our house on the rock, we build it on the rock, out of rock, which is truth, on God, then the house doesn't get blown down. It can stand the test of time and storms. So this is the thing he's saying to us here. Can you look at it without judgment? Let Holy Spirit be the judge. Holy Spirit will judge truly. Yet the Holy Spirit cannot shine away what you keep hidden. If For you've not offered it to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot take it from you. So this is what Jesus was saying to us earlier in this passage. That we hide from God. We hide from Jesus. We feel ashamed. We don't want Jesus to see our mean thoughts, our um, self-hatred. This is what I've learned that I cannot say enough about, which is, Holy Spirit, take these thoughts out of my mind so I never think them again. Instead of managing with the thoughts, instead of coping with them, offer them up. Lay them on the altar. Holy Spirit, I give you these thoughts for healing. I am not willing to invest in them anymore. He says here, we are therefore embarking on an organized, well-structured, and carefully planned program aimed at learning how to offer the Holy Spirit everything you do not want. He knows what to do with it. You do not understand how to use what he knows. Whatever is given him that is not of God is gone. So whatever we give to the Holy Spirit that's not real is gone. It evaporates in the awareness of the higher Holy Spirit self. Now he says here, yet you must look at it yourself in perfect willingness For otherwise, his knowledge remains useless to you. So we cannot fail 
but we do have to engage with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with our higher self. We have to engage. We have to cultivate the willingness to give these thoughts away to be healed. But we don't have to do the healing, and we don't have to know how to heal. But the Holy Spirit will teach us how to heal as we walk in this world as a healing presence by being truly helpful, being loving, being kind, following guidance. Boom. That's it right there. All right. That's all I've got. And I am grateful to all you tithers and you listeners. If you value this radio show, won't you please offer a tithe to support it? And you can do that at livingacourseofmiracles.com. We take a breath. We are grateful and thankful to put the Holy Spirit in charge here, now, and forever. We share the benefits with everyone. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.